Coming up on NBL Now, with three rounds in the books, there is so much to talk about. The table is absolutely stacked, and there's teams that are moving up and down and all over the place. There were a couple of big performances on the weekend, a couple of disappointing performances, and, and some intrigue about exactly who's going to be playing from who this point forward. That's all coming up on NBL Now. It's Tuesday, the 17th of October. Round three is in the books. Joel Peterson and Damon Lowry with you. Damon repping the Cowboys this morning. Good morning. Always. Top of the morning, JP. Let's do it, man. Uh, so we're three rounds in, and, and the table is absolutely wild. There's no winless teams. There's no undefeated teams. Melbourne United are on top, but it seems like anyone can beat anyone at the moment. Um, it's, it's so good to watch. It is the wild, wild west out there. Don't nobody know anything, neither. Everybody's just, what they think they know turns out to be wrong. So this is what makes the NBL 24 season so exciting. So we've got Melbourne and Sydney top two. Cairns and Tassie three and four at the moment. We know Cairns are in the States, as are New Zealand, who are fifth, one and one. They've only played two games so far this season. Uh, Brisbane and South East Melbourne, sixth and seventh. Of course, that last playing spot belongs to the boards as things stand in the early part of the season at the moment. And then Perth, Illawarra and Adelaide. Out of the way that things sit at the moment, Damon, are there any great surprises to you in terms of what you thought coming into the season for where things stand at the moment? And and might, maybe where things might be trending? I've got a couple of surprises. I'm surprised how good the Sydney Kings are playing right now. They look like they haven't missed an absolute beat. They bring back the previous MVP in Jaden Adams, and he can just do whatever he wants on the floor. So Jonah Bolden is rounding into form. Coach Mahmood is just a breath of fresh air and sensational. I'm just surprised at how seamlessly and easy the Kings are making it look. And on the flip side, I'm surprised at myself. I'm surprised that I picked the Hawks to, to do well with considering they don't know what's going on right now. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at myself, JP. We'll touch on the Hawks a little bit later on, but they haven't been, uh, they haven't been all that flash so far this season. Um, a couple of the big performances out of the weekend, and one belonged to an individual. Uh, Trenton Flowers for the Adelaide 36ers was absolutely outstanding. Uh, it was a real breakout game. You know, springs in the air, Damon, and it was the Adelaide International Flower Show on Saturday afternoon. Oh, man, I was lucky enough to be on that call, and, man, did, did Trenton Flowers just turn it out? Yeah, I mean, his exuberance, I saw him in the warm-ups, and I was like, oh, my God, this dude is... He's treating the warm-ups to layup line as if it's like a, you know, a proper game. He just is up and about. So it was so good to see this young dude just go right off. And I'm telling you, you know, you hate to overreact, but this is what we do sometimes. But, man, how do you not start this dude? Like, how do you not start him just ride that youthful momentum and that exuberance and just see where it goes? Uh, we don't hate to overreact, I mean, We love a bit of overreaction. Um. The 36ers are an interesting prospect. We know that there's there's been strong rumors that DJ Vasiljevic is going to to land there. Of course, Tyler Cook's sort of ready to hit the market with Alan Williams coming back. Would you be thinking if you're the 36ers, oh, could we could we line up for Tyler Cook in, instead of DJ? That's what I would be doing. It's a no-brainer for me. With all due respect to the walking flamethrower DJ, give me that grown man Tyler Cook. I think Adelaide just needs that extra scoring, defender, rebounding, thug. I just think Tyler Cooks would be perfect for Adelaide. They'd be a, they'd be a highlight factory with him and Jacob Wiley in the building. That's for sure if they could get him. That'll be an interesting one to uh, to keep an eye on. 
Um, the team we cross-referenced there, South East Melbourne. So uh, no Tyler Cook at the weekend. They didn't have Alan Williams, who they will get back. But they roll Tassie by a point on Saturday night. That's almost a season-defining, or could be a season-defining win for them in the way that they gutted that one out against the team that was probably shaping up as playing some of the best basketball in the competition. I'll be honest. I had I had the Tassie Jack Jumpers after they recent um, form. They were the form team. I'm thinking, well, it looks like the championship is going to go through the Apple Isle. And sure enough, the Phoenix uh, underestimated their, their collective heart. Craig Moeller stepped up. The three amigos, Gary Brown Jr., Will Cummins, and Ben Air, those three dudes together, they're, they're unbelievable. So, yeah, they gutted out a great win. And, and if that is as bad as Tassie's going to play, the league is in big trouble. Because it was still pretty uh, a pretty good performance. You're right there. And the Phoenix are probably only going to get better, it seems, as well. Of course, Williams comes back. Gorjak Gak played 16 minutes on Saturday night, but, but didn't really have an impact. So, um, yeah, they're going to be an interesting one to watch over the next little while. Um, the team that Tassie destroyed earlier in the week in the Illawarra Hawks, you referenced them off the top, Damon. Jacob Jacomas came out of that game saying, enough is enough. They are back in action in the early part of round four. They play Melbourne United on Friday night, so they've got the latter leaders. I'm interested from a coaching perspective, what would the week look like if you were Jacob Jacomas and you were taking a team that is playing Swiss cheese defense with holes everywhere how would you try and just get them to do something on that end on Friday night against uh, one of the best teams, you know? It's time to grab a couple of them dudes, try to scruff and say, listen here, fellas, you tried, but they reverted back to themselves. The worst version of themselves, that's who they reverted back to. It's like they can't get out of their own way. They went hard for the first half, and I thought, wow, I've never seen this team play like this before with discipline, with offensive execution, with no craziness. And then all of a sudden, as soon as the game was kind of there to be won, when it got tight, they defaulted back to their old ways. And those ways is not going to get any wins. So it's just time for some real hard truths. I know they want to come out in press conferences and say the right things and circle the wagons. I get all of that. But behind closed doors, it better be some scruffing of some collars going on because this has got to stop. Yeah, of course. So losses to, to Tassie and to Adelaide on the weekend for the Hawks. And it, they don't get much easier with Melbourne United. So it'll be, it'll be fascinating to see how they how they respond, as it will be Brisbane. So Brisbane kick off the round. Uh, sorry, Brisbane a reaction on Saturday against uh, Southeast Melbourne. So the Brisbane Bullets, they... Lost both games at the weekend. They had such a hot start to the season. We know there's been plenty of stuff happening happening off the floor. But again, their response from two losses at the weekend under a new coach, learning a new system, will be really interesting. Yeah, it's a lot of learning going on. And guess what? Don't nobody care. You got to win. It's as simple as that. I think, too, that Justin Schuler, he's got to come there and he's got to, you know, stamp his brand and... and and reinvent the culture in Brisbane, which he's already done. I think he's already done that. But I think he's brought some Dean Vickermanisms with him. He's, it looks like he's playing and coaching like Dean as far as his substitutions without having the horses that Dean has. So he's playing a lot of guys, a lot of minutes, and I don't think a lot of those guys should be getting those type of minutes. And I think he needs to lean more heavily on his starters and maybe one guy off the bench. 
Can you make that adjustment quickly and easily, or is that a is that a more fundamental shift, Damon? Like, is this something you can do from just just from from game to game without upsetting the system too much? Not hard. I'm not subbing this guy off the court. Like, I'm not subbing Shannon Scott off in, after five minutes. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not taking Chris Smith. Chris Smith will play thirty plus minutes a game every game for the entire season. I don't care what happens. So it's just. Coaches tend to want to, you know, create some depth, which I'm cool with. But I'm looking at guys seven, eight, nine getting double-figure minutes, and I don't think that's a recipe for winning. Damon Lowry, to finish off, can you guarantee me a Cowboys win today? Oh man, I'm already feeling <laughs> sick about it. I've already pre-bit my fingernails. But um, if we can't beat the Chargers, then what the hell? Yeah, they're, they're bound to drop that game at the end of it. Uh, pleasure doing business with you, Damon. Thanks for your company. This morning, uh, plenty more to come across the course of the week on NBL Now as we build up to round four. Keep your eyes out on the NBL app for all the news.